in five years do you think we're going to be able to re have the same energy for all these new characters that are going to be introduced we haven't even discussed them all yet uh she hulk i'm going to say yes <laughs> moon knight kamala khan uh miss marvel namor i i feel i feel like oh it's a bit of column a and column b for me i feel like we it is possible to sort of forge that kind of connection with these new characters but i don't think that it's gonna feel the same because for me um the infinity saga in the first 10 years um is one of a kind like this is the first it might happen again yes but this was the first time vision residents i'm gonna burn this place to the ground folks and welcome to the second part of this week's no word count where we are being joined by our regular speaker level up pixie and Hello. our guest for this week teshi games who is hi, a self hi. she is a self-professed uh marvel cinematic universe nerd comic book fan and general all-around uh geek who is more than qualified and happy to discuss what is a rather broad subject that i think we might actually end up spending uh, quite a long time talking about based on the amount of topics we have listed out here for this so i'm kind of proud of the banner we came up with for this one i was trying to think of how to make this work and then i just realized that if i use the marvel font it would uh, just absolutely pop and Marvel's absolutely stunning aesthetic for the Black Widow promotions mm -hmm. uh, sure helped a lot with the, the really in-your-face black and red aesthetic. And I've never really seen anything quite like that in a while. Mm. It's or... definitely different, especially even in terms of Marvel posters. It's definitely not something that we've seen before. It's... Yeah, because the Marvel posters are very much so like action normally mm -hmm. and like yeah. there's colors everywhere and it's not so much just this duo color they're, they're I mean, usually very crowded yeah like, they are in in a lot of the posters scarlett johansson is, isn't even the like isn't even like she's not a big giant face on on the picture mm -hmm. and i think that's because they know already that like scarlett johansson is such a big name that you just have everybody knows that Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow and just mentioning the name is more than enough to uh, sell the movie for a mm. lot of people. And this isn't so much like the future of the MCU and where it's going to be going uh, in the coming years, but it is the next thing coming up and it's claiming to be like the first movie in like the next phase mm -hmm, of uh -huh. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we don't know a lot about this movie. We're still mm. very much in the dark as what this film is about. I feel like that's deliberate though, because I won't lie. And I, at first I was a little bit taken aback with the placement of the release for this movie, because um, I feel like, 
given uh, the Infinity Saga has officially come to a close um, and the amount of time that has passed now, we've had a, a good few months to sort of digest that and come to some sort of peace with it being over. So at this point, I was very much ready for the next big thing. Um, meaning at first, whenever this was announced and we knew that it was going to be a prequel, I thought, oh, <laughs> it kind of felt like we were taking a step back in a way in terms mm. of narrative and story progression. But um, I feel like they're deliberately going out of their way to keep everything under wraps because although it's a prequel, I feel like they'll explore certain themes and elements and story points that will ultimately impact phase four long term um going into 2021 22 whenever it'll be so um yeah i'm actually quite glad we don't know a lot about it to be honest right like if we knew like it's just straight prequel and nothing but or like we knew the exact story that they're going to go through I feel like it would give us more of this sense of like well this is this really the start of phase four because mm-hmm. this doesn't really feel like it mm-hmm. they're, I agree. They're, they're claiming that it is going to, that it is like the start of the next phase and Spider-Man was the official like end to the last phase it was like this is closing off the mm. journey uh, of these characters and uh, would not be doing any more beyond like everything beyond that would be like a new kind of fresh start for the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. And to me, this movie, I feel like just the end of last year and this year, I think they're intentionally trying to keep it kind of like grounded uh, mm-hmm. that I don't think this is going to set up like huge like events or previews of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I feel it would have been better off as this would have been better off as the closure to the last group of films. And a lot of that is due to just we need a breeder from Endgame because it was so epic. It was so many years of setting everything up. And mm-hmm. it's actually. We'll get into this in a bit, but I actually think it's Eternals that is going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the cinematic universe going forward. And I have a fair bit of knowledge of uh, that franchise, so that's something I'll be happy to discuss once we move on to Eternals. But are you guys looking forward to the movie? There's the whole argument of like diversity in these movies and the lack of a certain representation. And this is Marvel's second female fronted movie. Uh, does that matter to you guys? Do you, do you care? Or are you just glad to see this character specifically get her own film? Um, for me, it matters um when it comes to representation and the fact that we've been asking for this for so long, um, I feel like, you know, it goes without saying that we definitely need more female-led movies like this. But I'm not looking forward to it um, in the same way that I'm looking forward to other um, movies and installments for no other reason that I've never... As, as happy as I am for this to finally be happening, I've never considered myself a, a Black Widow fan. 
So, you know, I'm looking forward to it in one sense, but not the other. I feel like I have, like, a bit of, like, this mix excitement when it comes to the movie. Because, like, I'm very happy that she's finally getting her solo movie. Because we've been asking it for it for so long, like you said. Mm-hmm. But then it's just this aspect of how the Infinity Saga ended. Mm-hmm. And then now we're finally getting the movie we've been asking for with mm-hmm. her. And just like you, I'm also not that big of a Black Widow fan. And I feel like I probably would be more of her fan if they would have given us this movie earlier. Sooner, yeah. That's that's kind of ties in with why I was so weirded out by the the timeline. It mm-hmm. at first it didn't make sense for um it didn't make sense to place this at the beginning uh, beginning of 2020. Um yeah. I still feel like that, but because we're so close to the release, I'm just trying to keep an open mind because um as Michael said, we don't really know much and it, it could very well all fall into place once we see the movie and we understand what they're trying to do with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, 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 the timeline seems a little bit off to me, to be honest. I, I think part of this is going to be set like after the movie and there might be some sort of like focus on like, oh, spoilers, FYI, let's just put up the spoiler tag. There's going to be some mm-hmm. focus on the fact that Black Widow is uh, specifically Natasha died during Endgame and I feel like some of the characters are probably going to be like discussing this talking about her at her grave or some sort of memorial or something and we may end up getting a cameo from one or two already established characters that they're deliberately keeping on their wraps and uh, use that as a kind of stepping on point from there to show like what's going to happen in one of the next films or the tv shows which let's not forget this is a also a marvel tv universe now as well Mm, Uh, yeah far more than the agents of shields or any of that sort of thing where where they were only very kind of loosely tied into it uh angel blade 91 in the chat makes an interesting uh post on the subject uh they feel uh i feel it's a little late for me oh hey she's getting a solo movie but you know she's dead in the present timeline of the verse. I think I'd have been more excited for this movie pre-Endgame. Yeah. A lot of the trailers seem to be talking about like how this was like her extended family. And I think that family element is going to pay in, play into this. How these mm-hmm. people like miss her. And uh, how important she was in their life. And as we know, Yelena... What's her name? Uh, Yelena Belova. Mm-hmm. Who's being played by... I don't even remember the name. I honestly don't remember the name of the actress right now. She was another Black Widow. I have a feeling that she may be a recurring character in the future. Yeah. As like I... The new Black Widow, because that was a thing in the comics. She was an actual mm. person in the comic books that uh, took her place for a while. And it may end up being a kind of way to uh, pass the torch, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. Um, I agree. I definitely feel like. Uh, this is very much going to be an introduction to some of that extended family and other characters that we haven't seen yet. Um, and I f- this is why I'm now a little bit open, more open-minded than I was. 
um, because I feel like those characters might play a bigger role down the line um, and in future movies. Yeah, that they now may actually come into play mm-hmm. now that she's gone. Because they're like, we need to like take up her mantle or something. Mm-hmm. It, it would feel strange not having a Black Widow. It would. In the Avengers crew. Um, more importantly, at the end of the day, just hopefully it's a good film. Oh, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's all you can ask for with a Marvel movie, like regardless of its connections to any other. Uh, what they're trying to build up. Uh, hopefully, it's just a, uh, it's just a good film. Uh, you're quite welcome, Angel Blade. That's kind of what we try to do here. It's very much focused on the community and put on the subjects, and trying to get like an actual discussion going with the people who are part of the community. Community is very much focused here on like building the discussion and making that sort of thing. Uh, give people far more investment in the channel and the conversations that angel blade is a is a very actually long-term friend of mine i've known him for years ah, um cool. and he loves the mcu so he'll definitely fit in here well, <laughs> pleasure to have you and hopefully we'll see yeah. you around uh, again because this won't be the last time we'll be talking about the mcu we, we'll be review, uh, reviewing the movie pretty much the week it comes out as well Mm-hmm. Oh, I look forward to that. Shameless plug. <laughs> Is it really a shameless plug if it's on your own channel? Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like that's more than a humble plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, well, we do call it the humble abode, so I guess that's accurate. <laughs> Just realized I never got the video running in the in the bottom. So let's uh, oh. let's get that going. There we go. Uh, for those watching on on the podcast we basically just have a bunch of trailers running on the on the screen of like the stuff that's coming up in the mcu and you can check those out on youtube by searching for word count so beyond this movie uh actually i need to show you these scenes specifically if you'll give me a moment i think i know what you're referring to yeah you already know what i'm referring to (laughs) i have walked down this exact uh Pat, um, mm-hmm. this is a train station in Budapest, and as like I have photographs of this exact location, like lo- uploaded on my Instagram, like years, months, be- year before this movie even came out. And for those who watched Avengers and stuff, you know that there's like this history in Budapest. We're finally going to find Black out Widow what has happens. and. <laughs> The excitement for these movies almost kind of hinges on what the hell happened in Budapest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will we get to know why they remember Budapest differently? And, and, and I can, <laughs> and I immediately recognized the station the moment I saw it. My partner is from Hungary herself, so that's I was over there last year and we got to see these places ourselves. So for me, it's going to be exciting just to see these characters walk down these streets that I'm uh, already personally familiar with. That's, that's, that's going to be an experience. And I was going to make a point beyond that. Uh, that's really just my personal, like, huge investment in the film. And 
which is really I, I hope I just hope it turns out good I, I want mm -hmm. it to I hope it does like honor to the country like shows it in a really positive uh, respectful light and doesn't have like a bunch of like tacky gypsy jokes or something like that that mm. kind of like undermine the culture or the place I want it to be a genuine focus in the film I think that Angel Blade is right in saying that, I mean, despite any reservations that we might have, up until now, we haven't been let down, really, uh, in the grand uh, scheme of things. So, Tortree? I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Iron Man 3, Thor 3 um, was good, but Dark World was not. Um, but... Sorry, Tor 2. I meant Tor 2. <laughs> Tor 3 is amazing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Tor I mean, 2, not so much. Yeah, I agree. As that... I kind of like sometimes forget that Thor two was a thing. Like when they announced Ragnarok was coming out, I seriously was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a second one." Yeah, I think we all just kind of try, like, like we all just kind of forget it because nothing happens in that film. In the grand scheme of things, though, where there have been, I mean, this has been going on for ten plus years now. There have been a couple of pitfalls, but. Overall, it's almost flawless. So, mm -hmm. um, given the performance over um, very recent years, I, although not everything makes sense to us just yet, I'd I'd be willing to bet that Faggy and Co are sitting there, going, "Oh, we know something you don't know. Just wait. It's all gonna make sense in a, in oh, a little while." They, so, they you absolutely know, do. They absolutely do. Especially when it comes to Eternals um, yeah. and those kinds of movies. You know, they're and something... the multiverse that it's like yeah. they hint at and then it's like they started trying to be like, hey, hey, here, you're getting it with Spider-Man. And then they're <laughs> like, wham! Nope, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I had an interesting discussion with a viewer last night uh, during one of my streams. And they were actually talking about how like there's like uh, superhero fatigue in movies and stuff and the the box office records would seem to suggest otherwise and I disagree I think yeah I think a lot of people are underestimating like just the extent of the Marvel Universe and just how much there is to draw from in in this mm -hmm. uh, franchise and a large part of that is the Eternals. I'm not sure how familiar either of you are with that franchise. Um, I actually was reading different articles this morning about the Eternals just because I didn't know too much about them. Yeah, it's one of the best Eternals books was actually written by someone you may be familiar with. He's a writer by the name of Neil Gaiman. Okay. Uh, one of the most famous like uh, comic book authors of all time and written books with like prolific people like Terry Pratchett uh, over the years. And he wrote an amazing book a couple of uh, about a decade back, which was all about the Eternals uh, living on Earth. Mm. And they have an immense amount of backstory, which at least in the comics actually ties back to Thanos. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. I actually read about that in one of the articles. <laughs> yeah, the the Eternals. Uh, if I'll elaborate for those who aren't familiar with this, uh, the Eternals were basically a creation by a something we've already seen in the Marvel universe to a limited extent. The Celestials. Mm. They have reference how they basically seeded life in the galaxy, 
that was a big part of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I had to remember there for a second with the pretty amazing Ego played by Kurt, beautifully played by Kurt Russell Mm-hmm. And uh, and the wonderful moment of Star Lord going, I can see eternity. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, the highlight for me was uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody plays ego better than David Hasselhoff. Yeah. And Eternals were mentioned in Doctor Strange, were they? There's so much I, like. I there's so much little hints and references of them throughout mm-hmm. the last 10 years and that's not accidental that's oh no the eternals were basically created by the celestials and planted on earth as like the oh. first like formative life on this planet and mm-hmm. a lot of what we consider gods and stuff now like athena those kind of people uh uh great greek gods that kind of thing were actually myths that came about because of the stories and experiences people had with these super powerful people and they've been living on earth all this time and Mm. uh some of them don't remember some of them have kind of like uh it's complicated you'll get it explained a lot in this movie and i feel like they're going to be setting up a lot of stuff with the celestials themselves maybe we're going to have like a thanos size threat not sorry not thanos a galactus size threat come and try and like basically destroy the earth because they feel like it's there's too much power on this planet this is basically how galactus came about but Mm -hmm. there's so much strong history thanos in the comics don't know if they'll go down this route but in the comics he was what's known as a deviant uh-huh. which is basically the eternal equivalent of a mutant. Uh-huh. He was like, his genes were corrupted, and that's why he looked the way he did. And it would be interesting to see if they like reference Thanos in that respect. I th- I don't think they'll do it heavily, but I, I definitely think they will reference him retrospectively in some way, um, because up until now, he's played such a big part. I mean, he essentially was the Infinity Saga, so I'd yeah. be... <laughs> I'd be shocked if if they didn't at least say, "Hey, remember that guy? He was a wild card." Exactly. <laughs> he, he was a bit of a big there deal. Was, uh, there's so many uh, after credits of just being like hinting of Thanos, hinting, hinting, and then suddenly it went, mm. "Bam, we're going into it." So, mm. Eternals yeah. basically, the way I see it, is going to be like the real start of the new phase of. Marvel and what the next five years they've said they're not going to do 10 years anymore it's going to be more like five year events that span a smaller time period and I think that's a good thing because Mm -hmm. I feel like these 10 years have been Um, painful slightly (laughs) it's It's been we've run a marathon essentially and we're still we still have the 10 point wrapped around us we're still recovering right Um, so yeah, definitely more digestible. And I think if they do it that way, if you have any new fans or newcomers who want to dive in, it's not so daunting or overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this would definitely be a good starting off point for a lot of people who mm-hmm. haven't watched the previous 24 films. <laughs> and I'm excited to see where they go from there. And then there's WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and 
uh loki and i'm forgetting something really important it's uh, not it's not the one featuring tom holland uh what am Obi's? i forgetting or no doctor strange 2 there we go and yes, the, the multiverse yes. of madness okay yes just but, uh, i'm excited for that starring my favorite character uh scarlet witch uh, I love her so much. I really love Which is amazing. But um, yeah, I think I'm definitely excited to see um, where we go with the Celestials because um, when we were introduced to them in Guardians 2, I just, they're so, they just seem to be so foreboding and really, really uh, ominous and intimidating. I thought, mm -hmm. okay. This is something that I would actually be scared of if you're on any on any given day. So I'm definitely interested to see. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had Thanos. He was a big bad. How much bigger can we get? <laughs> a, a lot bigger. If you, you know, know what I mean? if you know Galactus uh, yeah. from, he was basically one of them. Uh, mm -hmm. He was basically created to like balance balance out the galaxy, so like it didn't get overpopulated. Kind of the same as Thanos. Except mm -hmm. he took a more literal approach of like, I'm just going to blow up this planet. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> and he's big enough to do so. So that's going to be, that's going to be pretty crazy. Seeing, for those who don't know, this cast here is actually the people who are going to be starring in Eternals. And mm -hmm. we've got some pretty big names. You you don't get Angelina Jolie for a bit part in a movie. That's I just... was just going to say with Angelina Jolie being there, that was a big thing at least to me surprised. yeah and Definitely. the adorable kit harrington uh god knows who he's going to be playing i have no idea who the hell he's what role that character is going to have in those movies and uh no salma hayek as well who's a pretty big deal uh been I in a lot her. of films over um, uh, i'm really interested to see i can't remember the actress's name forgive me um but she is actually deaf She's been cast in is, a role. Is it a young, small one? Yes. Her name, um, I don't know the name of the actress. But Lauren or Laura something. I'm terrible with names, <laughs> so I can't talk. I apologize, <laughs> but I'm really, at that, that, I'm excited for that, you know, it's, it's... on the topic of diversity and um, upcoming projects. I'm just really happy to see that they're making an effort to be that inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um like this, really nice this movie see. seems to follow the whole gamut of uh, inclusivity. We've got pretty much every everything um, mm -hmm. covered with that movie, and it doesn't feel like tokenistic either. It doesn't feel like Absolutely they're just not. putting it in there mm -hmm. for the sake of having it. it mm -hmm. As someone who's read the books, eighty percent of these characters are accurate for to the characters that they represent in the comics. Uh, that's the important thing that the essence of those characters are still there. Like, yeah, just like it was with Robert Downey Jr. back in the original Iron Man movie. Mm -hmm. We were just like, he, he is Iron Man. <laughs> original Iron Man movie on Blu-ray. Oh, I nice. have the um, I I never miss a beat with the Blu-rays. I just can't. 
I used to until streaming services came around and then I just kind of stopped. It was like mm. somewhere around the time of Winter Soldier is when I stopped. So I uh, I was the same way, but then uh, HMV, I don't know if they're exclusive to HMV anymore, but they announced the limited edition um, phase box sets for the MCU, which I've been collecting. Uh, they're really, really nice. I'm really, really big on collecting if something looks nice on my shelf especially when it comes to blu-rays and discs mm -hmm. or whatever it might be books i'm like yes give me it so i can show it off you, you must be a sucker for for those uh, steel box video games yeah that, that's me i am a terrible <laughs> sucker for the steel books i have all of the mcu steel books uh any movie that we go to see that we really enjoy. We instantly check to see if Best Buy is getting a steel book of it. That's it. And then we make sure to pick it up. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Apparently, Jellyfish owns all the MCU movies. Yes, That's yes, he does. So you, you weren't kidding when you said he was a dedicated fan. Hi, Chaos. Yes, yes, you are bulldozing. Please don't knock over the keyboard. Hello, Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Our, our our fourth guest on today's show. <laughs> because Gambit wants to hide behind me, so he apparently doesn't want to be a fifth guest. <laughs> for those, for those who are in the chat right now, let us know what you're most excited for personally in the MCU going forward. Of the projects yes. that have currently been announced, we will get on to like unannounced projects in a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. First, we have to go through this fairly substantial list of uh, currently announced stuff. So, is anyone else but me excited for WandaVision? Oh, I can't wait. I've... Oh my god. WandaVision looks so good and just... I'm hoping that's truly how we get the multiverse. Like, in all honesty, like, I want it to be that, like, she is trying to get Vision back and somehow splits everything up. Rips a hole in reality. That's an and... interesting And then theory. at the end of it, Doctor Strange comes in and is like, okay, I, I now have figured <laughs> out what your power is. Uh, I'm going to help you fix this. <laughs> that would be amazing. That is basically what this is going to be. WandaVision is going to be her losing her mind. Yeah. And dealing with the trauma of losing Vision and... Doctor Strange 2 is going to be the repercussion. It wouldn't surprise me if like Doctor Strange like starts immediately after WandaVision because be yep. awesome. the timing is pretty... Is is Doctor Strange the next thing after WandaVision? I think, I think so. so. I think so. Yeah. so. I, I think it's in May 21, if memory serves. Or well, in and around that. Pretty I'm mad, very uh, terrible at remembering dates. Imagine 42 in the chat says, I can only hope that WandaVision is as crazy as Legion was. Oh, man. Oh, the House of M comics. Oh, oh are, Jesus. That's, it's not going to be quite that those elaborate, but it's definitely the inspiration. I definitely think that WandaVision is going to be... I mean, the promotional material um, thus far has been very like, oh, what's this? And very sort of... I don't want to say tongue-in-cheek. I don't want to say tongue-in-cheek, but that's the closest that I can get um, to explaining it, at least for me. And I, I, I very much get the feeling that it's going to be um, 
a lot more heavy than we probably realize. As Michael said, it's it's going to be diving into a lot. Uh, There's going to be a very tongue-in-cheek atmosphere to it, but the actual subject matter. Yeah, because at its core. Wanda, just FYI, Wanda and Fission are not the only people in this movie. There's actually a, a, lar- a like a cast of like seven main mm-hmm. characters, at least. And some of them are returning characters from previous movies. So mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be an outside element of people like trying to figure out what the hell's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe trying to bring her back. And maybe a cameo by Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Um, that would be amazing. I really need would. to play this trailer just for a moment because I'm in love with this. If I can bring it up on screen for a moment. Stop. Yes. Yeah. I love this. Like this got me more hype than any two minute trailer. I, I, I just, the shield is just like. I, I have been asked by so many of my friends um, who aren't necessarily as huge into the MCU as uh, myself and my partner are. Oh, are you guys gonna get the? Um, are you gonna get Disney Plus? And I'm like, why is that even? Question. question? You know, I'm probably just going to buy the annual subscription because I I need to strap myself in for this. But give me my seatbelt, please, because um, and this definitely, um, like Michael, has me really, really excited. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. That two seconds with Loki is just enough to like get every fangirl. On the planet, just losing their mind. Inner uh, fangirl scream. Yeah. It's oh, like, goodness. I'm not even a Loki boy, and even I'm like, kind of like, yee! Uh, just, 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 just a little. Um, I'm not going to be rushing to get Disney Plus, but I will be getting it like once the stuff is actually out. And... See, separate from that, I, I'm huge. I'm a huge Disney nerd anyway, you know. Um, I love the Renaissance stuff and even some of the more recent installments. Pixar is always fantastic, so Mm -hmm. I know that I can still waste my life away in front of my television. Since Netflix keeps removing everything that we love. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I've been watching like Gargoyles and X-Men on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I've been reliving my Saturday morning cartoons of happiness. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> two more, I think two more weeks and, and we can subscribe finally, so. Nice. Uh, Have I, fun with that. I can't wait. I'll be waiting until WandaVision comes out just so I can have my two favorite characters in the Marvel Universe uh, mm-hmm. together uh, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is also, I think, going to deal with a lot of like, how is the world state in this place right now? How are people reacting to things that have happened? And again, yeah. I think that's going to be like a bridge kind of film uh, before mm-hmm. we move on to like building things outward and uh expanding onto the next big threat so mm-hmm. very excited because i to feel see it. it's definitely going to focus a lot on uh sam wilson actually like deciding to truly take up the mantle of captain america because i feel like he's still going to have that like i'm not captain america 
thing well, about the, the, him. The tr from what I've seen from the trailers, it's all, it, it almost suggests to me that like he's not going to be given the choice uh, mm -hmm. because they're bringing in US agent, which yeah. is like a cheap knockoff Captain America, basically. And it's like, you're not American enough for us and you don't represent what we believe to be American values. So we need a... And this movie is going to be insanely political. And I'm going to be honest, I fucking love it. Uh, I am so happy that they're actually going to like take a few risks here and like talk mm. about some controversial subjects mm. and hopefully actually like give them the due that they deserve. And it's going to piss off so many people. <laughs> but it's and, going to be good. And mm -hmm. it's, I, I, it's, a bit, I, it's a bit sad, but I'm kind of like excited to see the kind of reactions because that will really show mm. like who are the people interested in investing in these subject matters in a serious manner and who are the people yeah. that just want to get outraged mm -hmm. uh, for at the, the end of, of the day regardless of whether it's disney or someone else these are topics and themes that need to be explored uh, creatively yeah. because um if you're not willing to consume those kinds of things then how do you learn about them do you know what i mean exactly um, you can still create content to enjoy it and it's still possible, but I mean, these kinds of things imitate real life to a degree, even superhero movies and properties. Yeah. So you still need to pull from the human experience in some way. So if you're, if you're just dead set on getting annoyed about the existence of politics, then... <laughs> <laughs> stop living in the well not stop to stop interacting with the world because politics are a part of society we live in a politics society everywhere. <laughs> and, and we have to deal with these things and art imitates life as they say uh, exactly and the marvel movies often get criticized for just being like popcorn flips popcorn flicks and i would argue that the weakest ones are but I do uh -huh. feel like even something like Doctor Strange actually uh, does tackle like serious issues like the 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 burden of ego and how you can let it affect your life and the importance mm -hmm. of letting go of uh, your own kind of like self-involvement. And that's why I personally enjoy that movie a lot because the difference between Strange and Tony Stark is that Strange actually let go of his ego. Whereas uh, Tony Stark always ended up being kind of led by it, which is, spoiler, why his last line was, I am Iron Man, because that is basically like the essence of who he is and all those mm -hmm. things created. Uh, just hearing it, I'm reliving moment. it in my head and I'm just ready to cry. Yeah, <laughs> Same, what? I'm just seeing the entire thing. I'm just, I wept. I, I am inevitable. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Yeah, it was, and that was a reshoot. That was not originally how it was going to go. And the th the thing was, um, I am huge for um midnight releases and the event of going to the movies for these kinds of um releases. So, um, my partner and I made a point of uh going to a double bill. So we watched Infinity War again, came right off the back of it and straight into Endgame. So it was just a constant five hours of emotion. <laughs> I think I could crawled out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I crawled on my aunt's knees out of the theater. I was just like, I'm done. Please, no more. 
God, that must have been. I you must have been crying when uh, I was, Holland yeah. came back on screen. I yeah. was crying my yeah. eyes out. I was a little baby during that moment. Yeah, same. I just love how they took a moment. Um, I mean, this was going to happen anyway, but saying it finally take place was great. You know that moment where um cap just pauses for a second before he says the thing it's almost as though he was saying okay i know you've been waiting on this take a second to soak it all in and then you have the pan and it was just oh my, my audience like irish audiences are generally not that loud i'm sure no. as you know we're not the most like i we, we can cheer a bit but we don't like get like ah like crazy like yeah. some american audiences do but I am people cheered that when that happened like, oh yeah yeah like... same um there were there were specific moments that we got a reaction um like molnir for example oh I picking saw... up molnir my audience oh, yes. my cinema completely lost their mind it, it was just <laughs> it was like <gasps> that was a like audible thing. gasps like did that just happen <laughs> Because there was a moment before it pans over to him, uh, of course, where you're kind of sitting there thinking, wait a minute, that can't possibly be what I think it is. And then it happens and you're like, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. some, someone may have told me to calm down when uh, Scarlet <laughs> Witch started ripping Thanos apart by his armor yeah. and he had to send down an entire barrage of missiles just to stop her. I was like... This is my I, favorite character's. I was freaking out. Defining moment. It's like, yeah. Because I'm just like, he is scared of her. I, I well, he he wasn't. Oh my god. He wasn't initially. It's like I have no idea who I am. Like, you will. It's like, oh. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting chills so, again just remembering it. Holy crap! I need to watch it again. I really do. But yeah, I agree. It's as we all watch it after stream ends. <laughs> <laughs> we all had our little, every character that we like love had their great little just moment mm -hmm. shine at some point. I really loved the full circle of Cap hearing the on your left. <gasps> that moment. I, I just remember the, the pause before that line come. My other half was next to me and he was literally just nudging me in the shoulder as if to say, wait for it. He's going to say, say it. the He's thing. He's going to say it. And then he said the thing. And I'm not kidding when I say I literally did this in the air and just went, yes. <laughs> it yes. was. Do you think we're ever going to be able to, like, in five years, do you think we're going to be able to re have the same energy for all these new characters that are going to be introduced we haven't even discussed them all yet uh she hulk i'm going to say yes <laughs> moon knight kamala khan uh miss marvel namor i i feel i feel like oh it's a bit of column a and column b for me i feel like we it is possible to sort of forge that kind of connection with these new characters but i don't think that it's gonna feel the same because for me um the infinity saga in the first 10 years um is one of a kind like this is the first it might happen again yes but this was the first time it ever happened in cinema so i feel like that's gonna be very special mm -hmm. um but there was a time when these characters 
were nobodies to us when we'd never heard of Fission or Wanda or Cap or well not Cap obviously or Falcon or the Winter Soldier any of those kind of characters they were unfamiliar faces to us and oh yeah just... I, I agree or like Ant-Man absolutely Paul Rudd is a treasure I love I him I bloody love amazing. Ant-Man he's just he I have such a I have such a crush on him and I won't I won't say otherwise he's just so likable he's like twice but your age he is I, but he's just that doesn't matter he's so likable though like I don't know there's just something about him um, he's pretty I mean much is... the most likable man in Hollywood that isn't called you Jackman exactly <laughs> he's just very he comes off as really selfless and really down to earth despite you know that he has the opportunity to do this for a living um, but I agree that we will as I said forge those connections with these characters and I, I think we will eventually come to care for them in the same way Um. But I don't think uh, any future or upcoming events will feel the same, if that makes sense. Uh, you say that now, but uh, She-Hulk punching a Celestial in the face, <laughs> I, there's no way that's not going to be epic. Uh, or whatever they are planning with Adam Warlock. Are they? Yeah, I have no idea where the hell that's going. I, and yeah, that's... Because, That's like, it. I thought he was being brought in with Thanos. Mm -hmm. If they went accurate but... to the comics, that would have been the case. But I did too, but I guess we'll find out. Guardians um... of the Galaxy 3 is quite a way away. That's like 2023 or 2022. Uh, it's one I or the other. I think 22, I think. They... Uh, 20... Let's get on to that, actually, while we're on that topic now. And this is a question to the chat as well. What do you think their unannounced projects are going to be? They've revealed like that they basically have four, mo four, four movies planned every year. That's why I think this is the quiet filler year because there's only two. Yeah. And every right. year from now on is going to have four movies. I'm not sure. Really. What the hell are those movies honest. going to be? What What is characters we haven't even considered? I'm, I'm trying to think of what all they've announced and what people have just like assumed and theorized because that's the issue with looking at like these timeline tables that I just pulled up. Like, because I where, feel like where a lot do we of these even are start? Like who, who is big? Well, it doesn't even have to be a big character because we know that small characters can make big franchises. Because I have a freaking Guardians mm -hmm. of the Galaxy 2 poster right in front of me, right here, and nobody I knew who they were. I Five love the ago. Guardians so much. I, they're actually my favorite. You know, if, if we're talking about standalone franchises with the MC, mm -hmm. within the MCU, the Guardians just speak to me on a spiritual level. The aesthetic, the soundtrack, the characters. The just, soundtrack oh, is just it, everything. It's, yeah, it's just a huge space opera, which is amazing. And that's another reason why I enjoyed um, Why Am I Ragnarok? I did use I did I use the Guardians of the Galaxy for my recent community topic banner, which it's was so uh, good. basically what is the best soundtrack you've ever listened to, mm -hmm. and I I kept thinking to myself like what would represent that better than Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. It has a very iconic soundtrack. I'll bring it up there on the screen for those who are watching in the chat or live on Twitch. Uh, 
absolutely beautiful banner i'm kind of proud proud of myself for that one so uh angel blade thinks Ooh. that there'll be a fantastic four movie announced uh, i think they'll leave x-men for a while due to dark phoenix being so recent but it's been long enough to explore fantastic four i i feel like that's since... a possibility like yeah. i can definitely see it but i also think that like since dark phoenix was the last fox created movie that they may still do an x-men movie new mutants is the last fox created movie oh mm-hmm. new mutants is actually fox i thought yeah that was that's MCU. actually a fox movie and it was like the last oh. one that they made before it's before they got folded in and they're basically like this movie's already done so we might as well just get it out there as far as i know that i thought it was dark phoenix was the Mm -hmm. last one oh no as far as i know the acquisition played a part in the delay i could be wrong on that no no it was delayed beforehand due to wanting to do reshoots to make it more of a horror film Mm, and it just kept being pushed back and pushed back so I'm not expecting much, to be honest. I'm expecting it to be all right, but... I just... It, it's been in production hell for too long for me to care it at this point. Been. I mean, that's Amazing why I Williams thought it has... was, like, MCU, MCU, because of the fact of it being delayed so much. Yeah. I think... It... I think we can all agree, like, most of the old Fox stuff is just going to be left in the past. Yeah, I agree. any new X-Men we see in the Marvel Universe going forward is going to be a completely fresh take. And and I'm okay with that. The original cast and the characters that they portrayed, they've run their course. There's nowhere mm. really left to go with them. And mm-hmm. I would like to see like a fresh new take. I, I've already like figured out the head canon for Rogue in my head. Uh, mm. her, she, <laughs> in my head canon... Rogue is going to be introduced in Captain Marvel 2 and she is going to be a villain working for some like uh, supremacist group or something uh, possibly led by a magnetically inclined individual uh, <laughs> who may or may not be Wanda's father uh, and she's going to end up tackling Miss Marvel and absorbing her powers and permanently so that miss marvel loses a number of her abilities such as her flight and her invulnerability and this will this will cause the character of carol danvers to actually have to learn a bit of humility and not to be so uh up her own butt so much and that will help to humanize the character a bit that she probably doesn't have anymore and then by the end of the film Rogue will realize that this is not the right thing to do, that this is not how the life she should be living. And she will be contacted by a bald man who offers to, at the end of the movie, just like Samuel L. Jackson came in at the end of Iron Man, who offers to teach her to control her abilities. And that will be the setup for the X-Men. So... I, you've definitely put yep. a lot of thought into <laughs> I put that. a lot of thought that into this, can you tell? That is literally the exact thing that I've been theorizing with Captain Marvel. You guys should just write the script. <laughs> I mean, approach the studio now, ask them to give you a job. That, I haven't that given every, anyone else half that much thought, except mm. maybe Storm. Storm could be introduced in Black Panther as like... I, yep. <laughs> 
I, my thought as well. I have an interesting <laughs> question for for you then. I, I, as far as I know, Rogue is one of your favorite characters, if not one of your favorite X Men. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't put her in like my top five or anything, but I'm definitely a fan. Definitely a fan. I think I I'm, I love all the X Men. I think just X Men as a general is just amazing. Do you have any? I know a lot of people like to fan cast these kinds of things. Do you have any like ideal? No. Um, I think if they did her, I would want her to be a young adult. Let's not go down the teen route again because that's already been done. Let's get a more uh, feisty, uh, more confident, more independent, but hot-headed kind of rogue. Yeah. And I feel like the youngest rogue I would want would be literally like 20. Yeah. Like just out of teenage and now a very young adult. But I would probably more prefer like mid-20s for a rogue. The... I liked Anna Pagwin as like a young, scared, uh, frightened young girl trying to like understand her abilities, and that should still be an element of her character. But I don't want them to repeat that that again. Mm. I want it to be a little fresher, a little different. Um, uh, I have no idea who they pick, but I trust Kevin Feige to know. Who yeah. Job. They definitely haven't misstepped with casting. At least in my opinion. They've done amazing with casting. Do you think guys think there was any character or role that you actually don't think was that good or could have like been much better? Like we're 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 geeking out about the Marvel universe here a lot. Let's be a bit critical of it and focus um, on things that we actually think they did wrong or that they could have done better. I don't really have a frame of reference for this because, as you've mentioned, my go my comic book knowledge is not the that comic book strong. knowledge doesn't matter purely but in the context of the films themselves and I, how well those films. Uh, I feel like I like Mantis, but I feel like she's kind of become a parody of herself at this point, and I feel like they could have done her a little bit more justice. Give her a little bit more depth, but um, again, that's unfortunately. Simply... I think that may be an issue with the Guardians themselves. That yeah. like, because it's so comedy focused, you you always run the risk of making those characters one note. Yeah, and... I agree. She's definitely. Don't get me wrong. I have grown to love her in a way, and She's I adorable. definitely do. I definitely do get. She has some of the funniest lines, but. I I want I want to know more about her if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They they've very much um, skimmed the top of her character in my opinion, and I don't know anything about her as it is, so that was entirely new to me. What about yourself, Tashi? I feel like I kind of just really like their casting decisions. Mm -hmm. Like I really can't think of someone that I would say that they don't portray the character how I would imagine like even though I also really don't know much of the comics but it's just like I just feel like it fits like it works with how the dynamic of the movies work if that makes sense mm. Red J basically said what I was going to say uh, Tortu 
uh, Malekith. What a waste mm. of Christopher Eccleston. Oh, I complete. Here's the thing. I was about to say. I, I forgot about that. I've See? seen the movie. I've seen the movie, as we all have, of course. But I can't tell you what happens in it because I just don't care enough to remember. So I just automatically forgot about his character. Yeah. <laughs> I know the Ether Stream moment. enters uh, Jane and, and that's it. But yeah, they kind of reminded us of that in Endgame. So that's the only reason I know that. You know what? Now that you mention it, Tashi, no disrespect to Natalie, but just I... I didn't care for her at all. I didn't care for her betrayal of Jane. Just. How do you feel about her coming back uh, as Thor <laughs> in the next Thor movie? I'm like cool female Thor, but like Pixie just said, I I also like she isn't a character that stood out to me. Like she yeah. kind of seemed like a very background character. And exactly. I'm like, oh, so you guys are just trying to give Thor a girlfriend. Okay, like, that's kind of just that character that I viewed her as. Exactly. If, if listen, I'm open. If they manage to work their magic and somehow change my mind and show us a side of her that I haven't seen before, then, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm all for it. But because I, ha I never cared for her in the beginning... Um, it means that I don't really care for what she may be doing in upcoming installments. I, just... I think you're going to be surprised. Um... I'd say it's more of an indifference more than not caring. Um, I, she just, as Tashi mentioned, she has yet to leave an impression on me and that may change. But as it stands, I'm not really anticipating anything. Not to uh, flaunt my comic book knowledge again. I keep bringing up the spoiler. <laughs> Uh, alert but the actual like female tour story is actually quite a powerful little piece and major spoilers here if you don't want to know what's going to happen in this movie or what I think is going to happen in this movie turn down the volume right now until I uh, remove this if you guys don't want to know uh, just do the same the two of ye uh, in this story this may be like the only film she's in after this. She may not be coming back because in the story, she ends up uh, suffering from cancer. And basically, when she transforms into Tor, uh, it just stops the cancer for a while. and But it doesn't cure her of it. It comes back every time she, she turns back into Jane Foster. And... Uh, Basically, throughout the story, she keeps deteriorating more and more and more. Because cancer is a pretty brutal thing that, like, uh, really makes people suffer. Really makes people suffer, and mm -hmm. it's just a horrific thing to go through. So it mm -hmm. may be a great way to redeem her character, and I think she's probably going to be introduced into the story as like already progressively suffering from this cancer. And it's been happening for the last couple of years. And that's like why we haven't seen her. Uh, maybe Thor and was a real dick. Like and Thor wanting to try to find her, especially after the mm. events of Endgame. Yeah, maybe she intentionally put herself into like isolation because she didn't want to like hurt people. So I think this actually has a real chance to be some pretty profound storytelling if they handle the subject 
uh, pretty maturely. Uh, See, I it's, didn't, it's an yeah. amazing story in the comic books and I'm really excited to see how they go with it. Plus seeing that costume mm. on the live screen will just look fantastic. <laughs> I do like the costume, yeah. yeah. And the costume that, looks cool. That insight um is I'm actually spoiler or not, I'm glad I know that now because uh it might open me up a little bit more. <laughs> Right, that um, was a nice insight. It, yeah. It makes me more like, I wouldn't say really like looking forward to the movie, but I'm more like open-minded. Mm -hmm. what I, I don't think it's just it. going to be like, oh, female tour, hurrah. There's going mm -hmm. to be something more to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, if they if they handle the topic in a respectful way and, and do it right, then absolutely. Um. I'm going to try my best to, and I always do this anyway, um, try my best to judge it on its own merit as opposed to um, it being part of the MCU or this big, mm -hmm. huge franchise. Um, because I feel like, and Angel Blade mentioned this earlier, um, the MCU, like anything else, has had its ups and downs. Uh, so there are definitely are pitfalls there with Thor 2, Iron Man 3. But I still consider them to be enjoyable movies in their own right. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to make a, an effort to judge them on their own basis. Yeah, like even though the Mandarin was not <laughs> the Mandarin in any form, and that was I, I, very terrible, but controversial it, opinion. Still a I good movie. Controversial opinion. I love that plot twist, and I would not want to change. Want them to change that. Oh for no, that anything. is a beautiful plot twist. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I can understand why it's not well received, but I I appreciated it for yeah for the um the comedy. <laughs> it was still a a very enjoyable, funny thing. Yeah, and I th I feel like it in a way it was necessary because. Iron Man 3 was so... When you consider Tony's um, character arc and where he was at that point, I feel like it was almost necessary um, to put that in there, to just sort of un un lighten the load, so to speak. Um, because in a lot of ways, the movie was quite heavy. Which movie? Uh, Iron Man 3. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, mm, it was Angel Blade uh, ninety one. I think that kind of ties into what we were just saying about like any characters we were disappointed by. Uh, in general, if they weren't good to the comic book characters as well, uh, I feel that would come across as well. But I feel like in general, uh, almost everyone has been done justice, and yeah. That's and if they haven't, then like it's completely different interpretation, and that's mm -hmm. that's what this man understands that <laughs> DC and Snyder do not. Yeah, we're not worried. <laughs> DC and Snyder did not understand is what is the essence of this character, and uh -huh. you, you can take interpretations, you can move things around, you can shift them a little, but as long as Cap is a good-hearted uh, man who will lay down his Hi. lay down on the grenade for you uh, as long as Tony Stark is the egotistical philanthropist uh, uh -huh. heart of gold but ego the size of a castle 
those kind of things as long as that essence is there that's 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 the mo that's all you can ask for mm -hmm. uh, and if you change a character change them for the good exactly like with ant-man oh ant-man i just love him because so i i have heard of the hank pym ant-man and i am very grateful that we have scott lang and so hank pym was a character was ant-man for a long time but then mm. Scott Lang did also come along for a while and okay. take up the mantle. But then he was killed mm. off and brought back and killed off and brought back because <laughs> it's a comic books and that's what happens in comic books. Nobody I really dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like the it's Scott so Lang in the comics didn't really out. have much similarity to the Scott Lang in the books, except for the thing with his daughter. That actually was an element in the, in, in the yeah. comic books. She I eventually becomes she... an Avenger herself. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I'm wondering if when it comes to Ant-Man 3, if since she is now 16, due to the time skip, like if she will now possibly become the next Ant-Man. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but they're this series, but they are 100% setting up for yeah, uh, Young so. Avengers. Mm -hmm. Which is like a group of teenage Avengers, young adults... Uh, and one of those one of those characters is actually Wanda's child. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I didn't. Her 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 mythical reality warping baby that she magicked <laughs> into it. If you watch the trailer for WandaVision, there's yeah, a scene the where two two like pacifiers. Yeah, they mm -hmm. do also show her having a pregnant belly and yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like a split second do they actually fully show her belly but so i noticed it one of the times it they're like absolutely they're setting up those characters and kate bishop is confirmed for the hawkman hawk hawkman oh. what is this dc universe <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> hawkeye series so they're absolutely setting her up as the new hawkeye in the young avengers yeah. there, uh, there were there were obvious hints to that um at the beginning of oh god i'm Endgame. forgetting there we go i couldn't remember if it was the opening to infinity war again but yes um there definitely was a hint towards that at the beginning mm -hmm. we should definitely Especially wrap this like oh. uh iron man's daughter becoming possibly iron heart that would that would be interesting uh might piss off a few people uh it might because it's not riri williams but riri williams is a terrible character and should be uh wildly forgotten. i've heard that she's I've a heard very that. terrible iron man and that's yeah. why the people i've normally talked to about the possibility of tony stark's daughter becoming iron heart instead especially since they've already shown her interest mm. in the suits and everything they're normally like, you know, I could see that. I could be fine with it because she was very terrible in the comics anyway. <laughs> we should wrap this up soon. But before we do, I want oh, to yeah. hop into one more last subject. And uh -huh. this is one that I know Pixie is going to be very invested in. And that's <laughs> how exactly is Spider-Man going to tie into all this? More importantly, we have Sony. More importantly, the villain movies that Sony are kind of making on the side that are part of the universe, but aren't part of the universe. And it's like mm -hmm. really complicated, like legal setup. 
and uh -huh. where do we think they're going to go with this uh i'm gonna let you lead this one pixie i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i've been so scared we... at the same time yeah exactly there's gonna it's... be so many continuities mm -hmm. i um I, I I really don't know. I have I have heard a couple of people say that um, I'm not familiar with this, but I did make an effort to sort of um, summarize it and research it a little bit. Um, I have heard a couple of people say that they think they're going to go um, down the Clone Saga route to sort of phase oh, out. Oh God, please no! I'm just going to go hide um... away. <laughs> I, I don't even want to hear this. <laughs> um, ah, la I la. Mean, I... Yeah. I can't really comment on how likely or unlikely that is going to be, but I have heard that that's a possibility. Um, this saga does not exist, and I've never heard of this. Is, <laughs> this is not an event that ever occurred in the comic books. I have also books. heard that it's quite terrible. From what it, I can tell, yes, that is the fact. That is true. It's so bad. <laughs> um, I love how your response is, I have no idea. And yeah, I think, it, I think, neither does Sony. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I, Especially I, with the Mobius trailer and how it was definitely uh shoosh. Which which Spider Man did they have it as? PS4. It was the PS4 Spider Man in the Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but sorry, no, it was it was a sorry, sorry to interrupt you, no, uh, Pixie. Ahead. It was a render of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Spider using yeah. a graphic from the PS4 video game. Yeah, There's more to... I don't know what it's indicative of, but I'm convinced that there's more going on with that than, oh, we're just going to pull this and put it in the movie because it's it's what has come to hand. Um, I think that's literally what... it. They had the graphic on hand and they decided, oh, this is the kind of thing that Sony messes up in. They don't think about that sort of thing. That is a possibility, but... Yeah. Given the the little seeds that we've been given up until this point, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because it just seems like too big of an f up to be that in a lot of ways. Ha have um, you seen Amazing Spider-Man Two? That was like one giant <laughs> f up. Touche, yeah. But it, of all the material that they could pull from and all of the references that they could create as a result, they went with that for what reason? You know, it again, I could be clutching at straws and it's possible that I am, but I'm almost convinced that there's something more to that. Um, I don't know if it's multiverse related. I... I don't know if they're going to expand on it, but I think there's something there. Here's the I'm thing. I'm wanting to lean on the side of multiverse mm -hmm. and just be like we'll have our MCU multiverse and then we'll have like the Sony multiverse type of thing. This this is how I see it. Um he is and isn't in the MCU. These movies yeah. are going to be part of the MCU, but mm -hmm. They're not actually going to be able to reference anything, kind of like how they did with Daredevil and uh, mm -hmm. later seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff. It's like they were very specific with the descriptions of like the new plan with Sony. And they said that Tom Holland is going to be the first superhero 
with the ability to cross cinematic universes. Yeah, I have heard that, so, which I am very, 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 very trepidatious about, but we'll see. So <laughs> anything that's Spider-Man will still be uh, uh, MCU. He will feature in the MCU. He will reference the yeah. MCU. But anything that's made by Sony will be its own completely self-contained thing. That has like zero bearing on the MCU. We're not going to see Morbius in the MCU. We're not going to no, see uh, any of that sort of stuff. And I, I, it can work, you know, um, when you sort of lay it out on the table as a concept, as an idea, it can work. But it has to be done so gingerly and so carefully. They really have to give so much thought to how this may or may not work. You know, what avenue are they going to go down with specifics? Um, I, as I said, can't work, but my faith in Sony has went out the window and fell 10 stories years ago. So, my faith yeah, in I, like their, their ability to do any of this died when I saw Phenom. I... It, actually enjoyed venom to be I honest as well with you. enjoyed venom a yeah, lot of people I... <laughs> did and i'm like what is wrong with you people <laughs> it was listen i my expectations were extremely low um given their track record as you said amazing spider-man 2 was a train wreck but um i went into it i didn't know anything about the character bar the animated series and the um what we got from there and I laughed so much. <laughs> I know that that's not to everyone's taste, but I just, for me, it was very much a popcorn movie. Um, you know, it was. I guess it was that kind of thing that we were talking about earlier. But I, I really did enjoy it. And um, Tom Hardy was great. He really was. It, it, Tom Hardy to me was like a turd rolling down the hill in the wind. Uh, <laughs> That, that line in that movie basically sums up exactly what I feel about for that film. It's like, it could, it should have been R-rated. It should have been yeah. graphic. You can't have baby, baby Venom. He needs to be a brutal monstrosity. That, and I just didn't get that from that film. I'll give you mm -hmm. that. I mean, if it, if it did, if it was rated how it should have been. You know, I, I will agree with you there. But given the restrictions that they had placed on themselves with the rating, I think they did a pretty okay job, um, at least in my opinion. Morbius, I will say, though, I did enjoy the trailer. I do like what they've showed. And Same. The trailer yeah. does look good. Yeah, I, I'm cautiously, cautious, very cautiously optimistic. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I'm very cautious when it comes to anything that, uh, oh, Lord, why is his name escaping my brain? Jared Leto. Yes, thank you. Hate, hate that like, man. I'm yeah. very, very cautious when it comes to anything that he is cast in. I, I wish he... I, I can't imagine why. MCR. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, I that think... Is basically where I stand at is I just, I wish he would have stayed with mcr and mcr would have been still here today because i feel like he isn't the greatest when it comes to acting he can I, do some things but 
I disagree, to be honest. Now, don't get me wrong. He hasn't made the best choices in the last maybe five, six years or so. But (laughs) uh, Dallas Buyers Club was a prime example of why he can actually... You know, he was really act worth his job. Like he can act. He can be. He he's eccentric. I'm not gonna lie about that. He he is a method, but as long as he has the right role, I think he can do a good job with it. And I think, um, especially recently, he's just been miscast as well um i'm not i will give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to suicide squad because i definitely say that is more on the makeup artist the costume artist and the director i fundamentally disagree i think that was all him he wanted to be the next Heath ledger and just missed the mark by a fucking mile (laughs) like sending there's method acting and then they're sending rats yeah to your 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 co-stars and that's which is very creepy yeah uh-huh. that, that was something that i was just like what what it's that's, like that let, let's not do that anymore yeah. that's being creepy and yeah <laughs> I, I i i guess i'm trying to shift some of the blame because i've been a fan i've i'm a fan of his earlier work but you know i'm not going to disagree that he hasn't been stellar as of late um i have no doubt that he could do better and uh it was just that movie was such a that movie just step in the wrong direction and i'm so glad that margot robbie brought it back for birds of prey Uh and really helped to bring that character into her own shameless plug Famous plug, we have a review of this movie up on YouTube. So if you want to check out the YouTube channel, drop a follow on there. Uh, you can and watch I still need Pixie. to watch the actual movie. Yeah, or go watch the actual movie because it needs the money. Uh, <laughs> no offense, and we need a sequel. <laughs> In a world where a blue hedgehog makes more money than a big, deep film about like relevant issues... Wow, I was not expecting that joke to hit that well. It was, uh... it was just the way you delivered it. It was just it, so... it was the perfect. Delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing if not honest. Um, <laughs> please give oh that movie God. film some money. It des- it deserves it. I want to see a Birds of Prey too, and I want to see more of Margot Robbie. Because uh, mm. she she is Harley Honestly, Quinn in the way that yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I agree. Honestly, I I have no doubt that we'll see more of her anyway in that role because mm. regardless of your opinion on the movie, set that aside because I'm sure you can still agree that she um, independently delivered the best performance that she could possibly have done. Um, I know that I know the movie is a little bit divisive, but she definitely gave a hundred and ten percent. She well, is yeah. going well, to be in Suicide Squad too. We know that. Yeah, have you guys seen the leaked good, pictures? Yeah. Uh, no, actually. Oh, her outfit. Let's I just say her to. outfit looks cool, and it's more comic book faithful than anything we've seen up to this point. So uh, let's just say she's that got is the red. One thing I didn't really like about Suicide Squad was the like super non comic booky 
type of outfit. Mm. <laughs> because it's just something I've literally never seen her in. Where yeah, like I, agree. I I kind of expected like if they were going to do that type of outfit to put her into one of her corset sort of outfits. Mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just say that you're going to be happy with Suicide Squad too. It's not quite a corset, but it definitely. Let's just say it's red and black. That's all I'll say to you if you don't want it spoiled. Oh, uh, okay, that's yeah. good. Red uh, did make the point there. As far as I can tell, it's not a sequel. It's a reboot. It's a soft reboot as far as I know. I don't yeah. want to call him outright saying it's a, a like just straight up reboot. It's going to have the characters and they're going to be coming back. And I assume mm-hmm. they're going to establish what's already been established before. Like nothing that outright contradicts what we've previously seen. Because mm-hmm. she references like Boomerang and stuff in and the yeah. Joker in birds of praise so it is a continuation so there was a little boomerang poster in the uh precinct as well i know that guy yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh it was beautiful um any quick fire question for you guys before we wrap this up and before we get to our final thoughts on the subject Shoot me out any character, any franchise right now that you want to see in a future Marvel movie. Just straight off the top of your head. What character do you want to see in a Marvel movie in the future? Uh, uh, Teshi. Wild Pixie thinks. Teshi. Storm. <laughs> Anyone else? For, Anyone? for me or Teshi? Either of you. Um, I don't know. I there's got to be someone. Gambit. For me, I think Gambit would make a perfect setup for his own movie because his character. Hey, would... Am I right in saying that they were originally going to work on a Gambit movie? Yeah, with the Just worst Channing casting Tatum. choice ever. Yeah. N- nothing about Channing Tatum. Tell uh, says. Handsome, pretty boy with the ability to uh, kinetically charge anything. <laughs> that That's not what I think of when I think of Channing Tatum. He's... I feel like, in all honesty, I feel like he's too buff. For yeah, the and he's not charming. He's, not, he's, he's, he's such a boring like individual as, like, as an actor. I've never seen mm-hmm. any role like where he like stood out to be like, oh man, this guy really... Uh, Channing Tatum is the quintessential handsome pretty boy. Is he? Like, he is handsome. I I I just, I feel like he just doesn't have that, like, pretty boy-esque about him. I agree. I, um... He just looks like a big buff guy. He's like, he's more in line with the old classical idea of Hollywood. Uh, I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, not (laughs) judging. Not judging, of course, but to me, um, from what you're... I don't know anything about Gambit, but um, a likable character or likable person in that role has to be endearing, and I don't find Channing endearing at all. He's just... (laughs) The guy they got for the Wolverine film was actually pretty decent. Pity the movie sucked. Uh... Um, I don't know. I I mean, I know we got Spider-Verse, but I've always liked... Um, the aesthetic of Spider Gwen, like seeing more oh, of her. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind. Okay, 
So if you look at the very end of Spider-Man 2 Far From Home, there is actually a girl who is wearing an outfit very similar to Gwen Stacy, blonde hair and everything. I I would love to believe that's actually so like... I, I, I'm wanting to really just like be like, it's Gwen Stacy, it's Gwen Stacy, it's Gwen Stacy. But... And there's there's technically no reason they couldn't do that because Gwen hasn't been introduced to the MCU yet, so mm-hmm. no, it would, it would make a cool dynamic for uh, uh, for Peter and MJ. I think. Uh, uh, I agree. Yeah, I I was anticipating that anyway very early on, so I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get that. Um, what hey. We have uh, many, many more years ahead of us. God knows what's going to happen. I would love to see Miles Morales finally enter the MCU. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because... That would be amazing. Honestly, if they phased out, if they, I don't see it happening, but um, given we have Spider-Man 3 coming up, if they somehow find a way to introduce Miles via, um, I can't remember the character's name, but Donald Glover played him. If Donald Glover played his uncle. Uh, yes uh, and that's very expressly his uncle uh yeah and you don't get donald um, glover for like a cameo i feel like if if they somehow introduce miles through him i will be totally okay with that i mean if he is somehow introduced to carry on the mantle um yep that's fine because i love miles he's great um he he's has my favorite suit of all the spidey suits i love it so much Red, Red I do J. really love Miles. Red J. Character. He's pretty cool. Alright, uh, Red J, to me, uh, Gambit should be a man that, like, you get weak at the knees just by seeing him on the screen. Like, like this is like Johnny Depp level of, like, this This is what, like, a, a woman finds charming. Like, he's rugged, but not too rough. He's got long hair, but not... Uh, not not lazy or or like poorly done. He's like uh, any any. Heath Ledger comes to mind when I think of someone he just like gets that. Swooned over. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're like, oh, <laughs> he, young Heath Ledger is perfect. Exactly. Ledger, if he was yeah. if he had been around then, he would have been perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orlando Bloom, if he was younger. <laughs> uh, I, Orlando Bloom lacks the charm. That's my problem. Like I find Orlando Bloom to be really really boring. Legolas. Uh, do, do men I, like that even get cast anymore? Uh, but that's, that's the thing. I it's also the... said when he was younger because I, I feel like he's not in anything anymore. He's still really, really good at what he does, but I don't find him charming yeah. at all. Um, I find that... Um... As women, you're in a better place to answer this than anyone. Like, <laughs> Who would be the most charming pretty boy not named Tom Holland that could play this role. As uh, I'm like, I would say Tom Holland. That's the bad part he's, because he's <laughs> he is the pretty boy. He's too Tom young. Holland is, yeah, exactly. He's he's, he he's endearing in a boyish, sheepish way rather than, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, where did you come from? <laughs> like, I really um, can't think of anyone, honestly. Seb- Sebastian Stan could have totally oh, done yes, Gambit. He could have totally done Gambit. He's very suave. And, I could see that. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's already taken. He, he's already been perfectly cast, though, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I, mm, 
I don't know. Nobody comes to mind. We are going to have to discuss this one yeah. further in the Discord, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I will have to make sure I join the Discord because I don't yes, think I'm in it. Yes, do. We have a uh, lot of questions in there. I have to say, I'm really starting to nail this promotion thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it takes a bit of practice. We have a Discord where we do discuss like regular topics on the stuff that we discuss on the show, including community stuff that people who are subscribed to the channel get to suggest they become a big focus of the conversation in there and i'm going to post a few things about this in the entertainment section later so if you guys are interested in this and want to offer your suggestions on who's the perfect pretty boy for gambit uh i'm going to be throwing out a few thoughts on there later so do feel Just free start googling a ton of yeah. people <laughs> hey there folks thanks for sticking around until the end of the video if you enjoyed what you watched here today, please do consider checking out our guests. You can find information on them on the top right of the page. We record these shows regularly over on Twitch covering media events and reviews of new content that comes out, that kind of thing. So if that interests you at all, please do consider dropping a follow over on the Twitch. We can also be found on social media, the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, all those kind of places. So check them out if you'd like to keep up to date with what we're doing with the channel. And of course, please do drop a subscription and check us out in the future. Take care of yourselves. Stay beautiful.